0: wanted to know who the best player was on tour simply because I wanted to actually work as hard and then I ran into a, a little guy by the name of George Newton out of Canada and I watched him hit the golf ball I watched him with the wide stance making the club back way inside release in the club hello and welcome to a brand new edition of the McKellar Golf Podcast the first edition of 2024 I'm uh, really looking forward to the golf season uh before I introduce my co host, Mr. Jeff Shackerford, just very quickly, uh, we are not just a podcast. We uh, we have other things going on. We have a magazine, Magazine.com. If you haven't got your copies of McKellar Magazine, please go to mckellamagazine.com and get uh, whatever issues you don't have. You help support great, uh, great, uh, world class golf, right? We'll leave it at that. Uh, the other thing is Jeff's uh, newsletter, The Quadrilateral. It's on Substack. It's absolutely essential. Believe you me, uh, if you subscribe, you will, be join, uh, you will be joining a very, very elite, elevated club. I can't reveal all the names because <laughs> I don't know them, but I bet there's a, there's a bit, I bet there's a couple of uh, people you might know on there on the list of subscribers. It's well worth your whatever it costs a month or a year. Not very much. How much does it cost, Jeff, for the quote? Uh, fifty nine dollars for the year or seven dollars a month. Fantastic. Covers the majors. But it's actually, you, you get a newsletter every week. Uh, it's just, it's terrific. Uh, essential reading, uh, but not as essential as uh, McKellar Magazine, obviously, wow. but we'll leave at that. Jeff, how was your uh, 2024? What did you do on New Year's Eve, New Year's Day? Did you get drunk? Oh, are you uh,
1: kidding? I didn't stay up, please. Uh, no, and I wasn't drunk a either, sadly. I'm sorry to disappoint. Yeah. Uh, everything's great. I, I spent, a, it's an amazing time, Lawrence, for film and television and i've immersed myself in a lot of it it's just incredible what uh, is out yeah. there and i've actually even gone to movie theaters again which is uh something i didn't think
0: i'd ever do i uh, i was looking to go to anatomy of a fall and my myself oh, and my good lady wife so good. um but uh it's actually streaming let me get into a debate about, i rented oh, it I would yeah. much ra- oh did you oh i would much rather go to the cinema um but there you go I think uh, okay. uh yeah it would be great on the, on the
1: big screen but it it's not as essential as Ferrari or Napoleon or some of these bigger uh you know more epic films on on the big screen with a crowd I I think but it's it's watchable anywhere and it's brilliant anywhere it's just uh it's 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 uh, I don't understand how it's a foreign language film because it's mostly in English but <laughs> or foreign yeah whatever they call the category now international or something but, but highly recommend. it ferrari highly highly recommend
0: uh well we're turning on the cinema podcast yes we I'm, are. i'm gonna yeah yeah i will recommend uh, american fiction the funny actually you'll like this being a big alexander payne uh fan uh american fiction might be the funniest movie i've seen since sideways there you go wow wow which i saw That's first saw at the yeah, i saw it at sydney harbour uh, around New Year, now around New Year, better it's on right now. They they put a cinema screen in the bay there, uh, outdoor cinema. I watched Sid- Sideways back huh. in two thousand and four, <laughs> uh, so there you go, twenty years. Uh, best funniest movie I've seen in twenty years. Fantastic wow. American Fiction. Uh, so there you go. You are dead right. There's so much TV, and uh, it's always makes it uh, impossible to watch some golf. But we are a, po- a golf podcast. Uh, we had. Um, we had our predictions uh, last week, uh, Jeff, a prediction show. I think I got something wrong straight away. I oh. don't know how many you've got wrong. <laughs> I think I said Rory will play less going into the Masters. You'll look, you look at the example of uh, of John Ram last year and think, okay, I'm going to go play three or four times. Uh, or look at the example of not John Ram, of the Live Guys last year yeah. and go into the Masters undercooked because uh, it worked for them. Anyway, he's going to play, I uh, saw so this today. He's in Dubai. We'll come on to that later. He's mentioned he's going to play eight or nine times before the Masters. So uh, there you go. Uh, zero for one so far. Um, but uh, we uh, had the first event of the PGA Tour season uh, at uh, Kapalua, uh, won by Chris Kirk. I can't even remember his winning score. I'm so badly researched. It was a lot. 25, 26, Jeff? I can't,
1: no, no, no. Uh, I can he was, was... Uh, wasn't he 30? And uh, Syth was 29. No, he was 29. Uh, and saith was 28 29. under. Yeah. There were uh, a lot of people under uh, par.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I I saw that Ludwig Eiborne had an absolute disaster of a week. He finished with a 63 to finish tied 47th. I mean, my goodness. Uh, Actually, the average scoring for the week, Jeff, I suppose we should start there. The average scoring uh, for the field, the entire field for the week was Sixty-six point six seven, something like that. Sixty-six. Ah, uh, well, no, that was 90. the
1: final. The final round scoring average was sixty-six point six six, which which set a right, new okay. record for a single round. That's what it of, was. Uh, you know, under par scoring. Yeah, they actually didn't uh, set know. the tournament record. I don't believe, but um, and Sung Jm thirty four birdies and seventy two holes. <laughs> That's just bonkers.
0: So, uh, Jeff, you're the golf expert. I mean, does, does that necessarily mean bad golf tournament? I mean, no it happens at this event every year No. No, but it definitely
1: when you feel that there isn't that sort of yin and yang and, and a little bit of pushback from the course I I do think that uh cuz you know that low scoring you look at it and you go well then it it is kind of less inspiring when you just feel like it's not separating the field maybe as well as you'd hope and it's just it just felt like birdies were pretty um easy to come by and i i do, you know we know what the the issues are the course has gotten greener over the years uh the wind Mike mark, mark rolfing's discussed kind of the the change in wind direction from when it was designed and and climate change uh that he they have seen over there and obviously we know maui has seen some some unusual ac- uh, events in the last uh certainly in the last months uh with the fire. But, uh, of course it's just not as fast as, as it used to be. The, although I thought the greens had pretty good pace. They had to watch them. They discussed that on the, on the broadcast a little bit. They still had pretty good pace for those greens and backing off them pace wise. And sometimes we've seen players don't putt as well when the greens slow down, but they didn't seem to have much trouble with these. It was, it was just kind of a, yeah, it was an old style, Bob Hope uh birdie fest and uh i don't mind those but i just i just would love to see a little more ability of the course to stick up for itself and how how can it where you know as far as they hit it everybody's got new grooves and all that stuff going into the year they're feeling good the weather's good all that
0: Uh, did you watch much of it i watched a fair amount actually
1: uh let's just say i had it on whether that translates to sitting and watching it no i had it on in the background and uh you know it was nice background noise between the uh and the occasional look over to the see the you know the beautiful sights are cool there you know there were moments there were some good shots and uh, uh yeah. good field i don't know i've kind of missed the the tournament of champions element to this i i know that's a smaller field and you get more runaways with that but i just i just I think it's a shame. I I thought that the the Tournament of Champions is is, is not to, you know, you forget it's not just a celebration of somebody's win. It's a celebration of all the sponsors on the tour and a way to kind of recap or relive the previous year. And especially when they pair them in the order, maybe of of how people won. Uh, I I thought there was something to all that. But uh, that's gone by the wayside. Like the the walk up music has uh, disappeared as well. So things come and go.
0: The uh, Chris Kirk. Well, you're speaking of great shots. Uh, Chris Kirk's five iron and a 17 on Sunday was oh my goodness, I don't think we'll see many better shots this year. Yeah. it was an absolute oh my goodness, fantastic. I actually really like the way he plays golf. I I, I don't know, in a, in a world where everybody fades the ball, I just he just hits really, uh, really nice draws. It looks great on TV when you see the shot tracer, love it. Uh, he seems like a pretty reasonable guy. I think uh, I was listening to the No Laying Up podcast yesterday. They replayed um, they replayed uh, an interview they did earlier last year, I think. Uh, he seems like a really – he's obviously, he's all this stuff about his uh, recovery from alcoholism, but he's, uh, he's clearly a bit more than that, um, much more uh, three-dimensional character than that. Great player. Uh, that was an unbelievable shot. I was quite happy to see him win. What I did notice, Jeff, there wasn't much chat. But well, you, this was an elevated event. There wasn't much chat about that. I didn't. Well, I certainly didn't hear much over the through the four or five days or six days of it all. The um, and nor was there much chat about the. I mean, Chris Kirk walked away with three point seven million. That's. <laughs> uh, I mean.
1: Yeah. Nice.
0: Abs- I mean, love the guy. Played great. Congratulations, but three point seven million uh, for that. Uh, again, maybe they were embarrassed. That's why there wasn't much chat. I wonder if uh, Sentry were, uh, were happy to pony up. Uh, I wonder if they're happy with what they got for their money. Well, we just
1: aren't exactly sure how much more money these uh, events are putting or the sponsors are putting into the event. We know they're they're being asked, but we don't know how much more they had to put in to to reach that point and how much is coming from the wherever it's coming from to supplement the purse. So uh but either way do, what do they get Yeah, uh, you know, going up against the NFL the way they do with this event i i just don't know who who's getting uh value that that makes that, that payout uh, justifiable in any way I, I just can't fathom that the uh uh, uh we should you know t- we're recording this on, t- on tuesday there should be some numbers soon but i just can't imagine it averaged more than 300,000 000- viewers during uh, what was a very you know, big final round or final weekend of the NFL schedule with, with playoff ramification games going on hard, hard to imagine that many people were, were watching.
0: The, um, the, yeah, I, I thought it was quite telling that there was very little chat about money. I, I, again, a year behind the curve, PG, somebody at the PGA tour message, messaging department just was clearly realized that it's a real turnoff when we start, you know, the, you know, throwing big numbers around and as if it's meant to impress people or or get people more jazzed on the golf tournament—that's clearly not the case. And I think they've got that message. Uh, again, you know, if I'm paying for an elevated event, if I'm a sponsor paying for an elevated event, I, I'd be slightly nonplussed. Why am I giving X more money uh, and not getting X more chat uh, about it? Uh, but there you go.
1: Yeah, um, I, 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 I think you have to view that as a positive that somebody's read the room and realized that 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 pimping the dollar figure isn't going over very well because you and i both we know we're hearing it from people so if we're hearing it you know they're getting the feedback somehow that that people are just tired of hearing about these guys and their money and so yeah i i actually would think that's a i think that's a positive sign that somebody shelved that uh that hard shower could have just been who knows? It may just be Dan Hicks or the NBC people reading the room and and knowing that's just there are better things for them to talk about than uh, yeah. than that.
0: Well, if I'm in the C-suite, I'm then thinking, well, why did I pony up this? Let's see, yeah, like, I you know,
1: for I get that. for no
0: more chat, no uh, no evidence that this is an elevated event. Uh, anyway, uh, there you go again. Another reason if I'm a, a corporate sponsor to look at the PG Tour and go, hang on a minute, I just get sold a pup here. Another one. Um, it was uh, NBC coverage. I guess this is for American listeners. Um, I, I don't know. Did you notice any difference this year, Jeff? Did you pay enough attention? I mean, they oh, seem I- to get a little bit more. I mean, they'd be, they're the they're the bad boys in every sense of the word of uh, of US TV coverage. Uh, they seem to. The general consensus was um, that they seem to have upped their game a little bit. The only thing I saw that was much different was a was a bigger leaderboard on the screen, which obviously Nick from from live golf. Did you see anything? Yeah, that
1: was uh, sort of a a light version. It wasn't as well done as the live side leaderboard. I like it though, especially when you have Kapalua scenery to look at. I think that I'm not sure they'll need that every week, but yeah, when you, when you're putting it on against an aerial of, uh, and they did have some nice aerials of, of the plantation and the ocean and all that. Yeah. Put that to the side. We'd rather look at that. Um, But uh, I, I saw some, oddly horrible camera work. I couldn't believe it. And I, like I said, I, I had it on in the background more, but a couple of times I would look up and the camera and couldn't follow the ball. So I don't know what was going on. If it was really bright or they they've just forced so many people into retirement. They've lost a lot of the the great camera people. They have, you know, a lot of NFL stuff going on. So their best camera people are, are um, you know, NBC's got, uh, they had, they had different, you know, the schedule's kind of weird right now with the holidays and all that. So who knows, maybe it was related to that. But uh, I thought the graphics of the hulls were better. They finally looked like something from the two thousands, um, maybe not the twenty twenties <laughs> yet, but they had a little more detail. And I'm serious, architecturally, that's what I look at. I want to see if they're depicting the hull well. And it looked they had they tried to make them look like they were in late light, and then they injected more shot link stuff, which is what we want to see. So uh, that was positive. And then um, you know the Kevin Kisner thing is just a is just bizarre because. Saturday was rough. Uh yeah I th- I know he was in the booth a little bit on Friday. I missed that, but uh you know, just to throw somebody in a booth is so without I I, I, I don't think he had many reps or much practice and uh he Saturday was weird. The vibe was kind of off. And then Sunday he he fit in really well and and had some moments and he was a little more willing to to uh to be analytical, which yeah, it's just it, it's it's a new thing for somebody like that. So it's going to take time. So that's why this whole bake off thing is really weird to me. It's just not how you find an announcer. I don't think, but uh, yeah, so he was uh, yeah, they weren't, they were not offensive at all to listen to. And, and, and I thought when he uh, went a little geekier, he was, he was good. And he does know the players and he knows some of their tendencies, which I think uh, is always a, a helpful thing to have. Uh, and he tried to give you a little inside the rope stuff, a little too many, you know, this one's going in a little too much, you know,
0: you go girl kind of. Thing. <laughs> but that's uh, yeah. that's kind of what's to be expected. The uh, my own observation on Kissner was I, I, was the timber of his voice. I, I I found it hard sometimes to <clears throat> to hear what he was saying. It seemed it was wow. so um, bass heavy. Um, oh. Wow. As to what he said, yeah, it was uh, maybe. My my wife thinks I'm deaf, but she's wrong. But uh, anyway, we'll leave that to one side. Yeah, you might need to um, get the
1: surround sound going. Yeah.
0: The uh, that might have may have something to do with that. The um the other attendants, I'd made a couple of notes here. Uh, actually, on that, um, it does seem a bit messy. The NBC thing, doesn't it? So that's um, so Kistner's had a go. McGinley's had a go. Uh, Kurt Byron, well, he's he's been in there with both both of those guys. Yeah. Um,
1: he still essentially if, served as a lead analyst last week. He yeah. did a lot of the, you know, let's do the flyover, and which is, again, he's used to having a headset on and being in that setting. You know, it's a different setting, all that. So that's fine.
0: Um, and, again, we saw that report uh, about um, about our friend Josh Carpenter uh, that Ogilvy was being looked at by NBC. I'm guessing he'll, he'll show up at some point. I, I don't think Jeff is uh, – entirely sold in doing uh, the whole analyst thing as a, as a job, as a permanent job uh, from what I gather. Um, but he might show up, he might carry a bit more weight, particularly as a U.S. open uh, champion uh, at the U S open, something like that. He will yeah. show up at a couple of uh, NBC events. Uh, of course, Jeff probably wants to play. In the, well, well he want to play in the U S open. Of course he will. Um, so yeah, a weird one. Uh, who would you pick for uh, NBC's uh, full-time analyst? Jeff, give me, give me a name.
1: I, I don't know. That. They I don't feel like there's anybody that stands out to me as uh, yeah, I thought Graham McDowell a few years ago was, was had a really good chance to be that, that person. Uh, I, I obviously I think he's out out now, but who knows? Maybe he, he comes back into the uh, the mix because of his, his resume and his style and whether he'd be willing to be uh, analytical and critical and all that stuff. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, kind of of the the mindset you really need somebody good at breaking down swings and and technique because golf's the one sport where people watching also play the game and they want to learn. Of course, Johnny was great at that. Johnny was great at everything. Johnny was great at being succinct. He was great at calling out something. He was, he was good at praising people. (laughs) Players think he never praised anybody, but he did. Uh, So yeah, I don't know who that person is out there right now that kind of chucks all the the boxes fills kind of out uh, for all the obvious reasons and then some. And uh, you know, in yeah, Justin Leonard, they have David Duval, who uh, David Duval can be very good with the right uh, uh, announcer. Scott Van Pelt seems to bring out really good stuff from him. And uh, you know, Terry Gannon, I feel like, has done a great job bringing out good stuff and encouraging Morgan Pressel. So yeah, that that person next to them is. It's key, and that's not a knock on Dan Hicks at all. He's gonna have, in fact, I thought he he did a great, really good job making uh, Kisner feel welcome and 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 not afraid to pipe in when he had things, and he he did a lot. So yeah, I, I tough tough call. Uh, Brandel yeah. uh, certainly made a hard hard uh, pitch by taking on no laying up uh, for the job. Oh. Uh, on Twitter. <laughs> so I don't know if he's part of the bakeout. That was, that was a bad idea on his part. Oh, yeah. But uh, for those not on Twitter, it's uh, it's a, if there's a little man spat there going on, but he was calling out some re- it was like his golf ball arguments that no laying up had an ad in the middle of the Trevino thing. And that was akin to NBC flooding the, the zone with ads and interrupting stuff and interrupting shots like the Ryder cup. And uh, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Have you got anybody out there? I mean, I, I think, I think, I personally would love to see a three-man booth, uh, in general, because I just think that that's what's needed to generate a little more back and forth. And uh, well, but the NBC the... would really like somebody to pay them to do this job, as opposed to them paying two people. Yeah.
0: Well, the, the best booths, well, Johnny, it was Johnny Miller and Dan Hicks for a long time, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, I yeah. mean, it wasn't, yeah. And then you've got, I mean, I think Trevor uh, Trevor Irwin and and uh, and Jim Nance are just two-header, yeah. and, it's, uh, and it's really great. Although Nance is just a genius. There's just no getting away from it. He is. I always go back to this. Uh, when you see, I heard Nance a few years back, he went to the, the Open a couple of times and did some BBC work, and he went on the BBC and, and seeing him... And hearing him in a different forum just showed you how incredible he he, he is. Uh, he's brilliant. He could carry. Yeah. Could obviously. Carry. And he'll.
1: Um, I so think I think he'll be even better uh, the next few years on golf because he's dropped college basketball, so he'll be uh, a little more. Uh, I mean, not that he's ever not prepared for the Masters, uh, but I think he'll be even more prepared. Not not spending his time on the. Uh, the championship. So yeah, no, CBS has a really good team. You probably heard Frank Nabilo on state of the game. Frank's such a pleasure to listen to. I just don't think we hear enough of Frank on those broadcasts. That's the only, the only uh, downside there.
0: Well, the only thing, you, you don't hear enough of because they're such a great team. You, there's a lot of them you don't hear enough. I don't think I, I hear enough of Dotty. I want to hear more Dotty. You know, I want to hear more. Well, fans. maybe
1: and to, and yeah. maybe that's the key to the success is that they leave you wanting more. Uh, but I think yeah. that golf needs uh, if somebody's going to try something different. I would love to see what Mark Loomis did back in the in the old uh, ESPN ABC days of putting. To Rico between Faldo and azinger and and that those three being more the focal point obviously we know golf is on so many hours you just can't sustain you needed more voices but I would love to see a, a, a rethinking especially now that they have these super towers where they all sit together it makes even more sense if you're going to abandon the the whole announcer uh which I don't like that they're doing that because we know on a good golf course and a and an all-day thing where like Gary Cook on 17 at Sawgrass is watching people all day hit that putt. And then when Tiger comes and, you know, that leads to better than most, well, that better than most happens because he's sitting there. It's not because he's in a truck on an, you know, over on some uh, dirt lot somewhere off the, off the site. So if they're going to blow that part up and in, in they are, all of them are, uh, I'd like to see something. It's a little more of a, of a, a round, t- not round table, but, but they are um, a little bit more of a, a group discussion kind of thing and i because I, I think golf needs that
0: the uh I, I think three's too many uh there's not enough room for three voices uh no question in my mind jeff we'll get off the subject but yeah. M- that mickelson would have been fantastic at this M- mickelson's the one uh, he's he's smart he loves golf uh he, he's probably a bit too verbose uh but i'm guessing that would yeah. have been kicked out over over a couple of years he would have been he would have been the best. Phil, yeah, one uh, of the other things. Yeah. Sorry, Nance, would
1: have kept, Nance would have kept him in line if he had gone with CBS. Yeah, he would have been able to to manage him a little bit eventually. But uh, everybody remembers that appearance at Harding Park where he had he had, had about um, 18 cups of uh, coffee for wellness, and he was just right off the course, and he had also and, and it was just dead because there were no crowds. And so he brought some life into it, and it was great. I don't know if he would be able to do that, though, on a – on a regular basis. I think he'd be a little like Faldo where you'd go. Yeah. He just has when he's in, when he's locked in and prepared and engaged and knows the golf course, he's very good when it's none of those things. And he's just showing up 15 minutes before the show, you know it. And I think Phil would have had the same thing. And that's part of the problem. Lawrence is they, they've made a lot of money as players, and The TV money and the amount of work you really have to do is you do need to do work. Uh, Kurt Byron prepares Johnny, prepared right up to the end like you can't believe. So, getting somebody motivated for TV money, I think, is gonna be that's gonna be tricky. A, a big time star, um, I think it's yeah, just gonna be
0: I would be ex- and it would be extremely hard to get motivated for NBC money, <laughs> right? <laughs> Which correct seems to be uh yeah it's a cost cutting exercise these days one other thing just before reported last week I, I, I this is a general point about what are we interested in these days um uh, is uh, uh, Joe mayo has been fired as uh Holland's coach this is apparently was big news another this seems is it me There's just more emphasis on reporting no. that whole space has this always been the case
1: yeah uh, coaches, know, coaches i think coaches Cat, maybe, caddies caddies is a, caddies is a is change. another one the increase in and in, in change on caddies is definitely one. I, I think if you go back through time, at least the last thirty years, the instructor changes have always been somewhat I mean. noticeable. This one is come on, this is this is news. The guy just won the FedEx Cup. He's the he's the, the guy to look at going into this year because he's just you feel like he's finally mastered the one weakness in his game. This guy <laughs> he has helped him course. do it. And he fires him. It's a big story. That's weird. Uh-huh. Like, oh, what the God. hell? And because and he's a, also a good story. He's not uh, He's not Sean Foley. He's not David Ledbetter. He's not Jim McClain, you know, going through the years of the – Butch Harmon, the the guy of the moment. Joe Mayo's somebody a little bit, you know, a little bit different and that he, he found <laughs> this guy and they did different. this. And, what do you mean? I Well, you don't understand. Uh-huh. I don't, I'm he's... saying he's not um, – He's not, he's not on the cover of golf. Die. I'm saying it's, it's a little bit of a different and a neat story. And then he cans him. So
0: I, well, I, um, I think
1: it's yeah. kind of incredible. It made me think twice about what's going to happen with on this year. Like what is he going to be one of these people who's constantly firing everybody? I mean, it just didn't work well for Michelle, Wee or for uh, Lydia co. I mean, it just isn't
0: a good sign. I think he, well, two things. He probably thinks he's learned enough. Uh, he's learned all he That's needs. possible. Uh, all, that Joe, all that Joe Mayo's got to see. Also, Joe Mayo, I mean, I, I've been a long-time follower of Joe Mayo, an uh, interesting mm. guy, and certainly in instruction side of things, but he's, how do I put this? He's slightly odd. I mean, he's slightly manic. I can't imagine having him mm. around uh 24 7 or in the weeks i'm trying to play golf i think that would just drive you. Well, victor's drive you kind insane.
1: of intense too so that may have been the problem uh he, yeah. he feels like anyway. he's, he's yeah so
0: uh well anyway i i would i would say i think that one was very newsworthy uh well i, I i'm just amazed that uh, all the stuff gets reported uh the, all the caddy changes last week as well yeah. seem to be a, a bit of an obsession for everybody um anyway well done chris kirk um I love your ball flight. I love the way you play golf. Uh, really good stuff. Move on. It's still in Hawaii. Have you ever been to the Sony uh, Open, Jeff?
1: I have not, no. Unfortunately, I think not? it's yeah. going to be kind of a soft and wet one. This <laughs> I don't know if you saw yeah, the pictures. Yeah. Brutal, brutal weather. So the course is going to be a little, little wet.
0: Um, Interesting. So we'll I've been see. to that been a few times. Have uh, you? Actually, yeah, it's a very tight golf course. I'm yeah. not seeing anything new. I had no idea it was a Seth Rayner. My God. Although I think there's very little of Seth Rayner left in there. Yeah, you know. Um, But uh, it's a sweet event. I first went there in 2003, I think it was, to see Michelle Wee play. And she almost made the cut. Right, I was there, 14-year-old Michelle Wee. What nobody said at the time was, well, still an incredible performance. I think she played the golf course. Forty to fifty times in in the run up, so she yeah. safe to say that she knew she knew the golf course really well. Um, anyway, the Sony Open it's a really traditional. I mean, I know we have the Tournament of Champions, but the Sony always the first traditionally you know, the the first uh, event of the PGA Tour season, where a full field event. But the main story, Jeff, uh, I guess, is the stuff about uh, rookie orientation, the rookie orientation this week, uh, all the new guys <laughs> PGA you- Tour. You just you just well,
1: complained about covering instructor and caddy news. Oh, were, but this uh, is go right just to rookie incredible.
0: orientation. No, but this is amazing. And by the way, <laughs> credit to uh, Monday Q, too much. Uh, no, it wasn't Monday Q, it was uh, it was Tron, your buddy, Tron. Tron oh, well, Tron,
1: yes, yeah, he shared he, the portion about the day. uh, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. So uh if you're listening to this, you probably know what we're talking about. Uh all the rookies on the PGA Tour have been told to get their backsides to um we're told to get their backsides to Hawaii this week, to Oahu, for the rookie orientation. It's a kind of whole day, media training, whatever, all the huge stuff that you have to know to be a, a member of the, the PGA Tour. That, you know how the fan, how the finances work is part of it as well, all that stuff. Um but oh, yeah, well, I've got to go all the way to Hawaii for that. Yeah, but don't worry. Uh, you're now a PG Tour member. You'll get in the field at the Sony Open and they get to they suddenly discover the Sony Open comes around and half the guys, uh, half the rookies aren't, aren't in the field uh, for the Sony Open this week. I, I, I just saw Monday Q reported it yesterday. I think 30 guys can from the, the Conferry Tour last year. Only 15 or 16 of them are in the field. Uh, the five guys who won their cards, PG Tour cards, at the The Q School, very exciting event, and none of them are in the field. Um, So people are rightly mad that they've got to fly all the way to Hawaii uh, for this orientation, but uh, uh, but aren't in the field for the tournament itself. I guess it could show up. They showed up at the at the the Monday qualifier yesterday. Uh, It was well not rained off, but um, I think only half the field got round. It starts again today, as we're reporting. uh, The other half of the field will finish off the rounds. Uh, but quite extraordinary uh, mismanagement. It looks awful. It's kind of shambolic, isn't it? And bit of a bit of a slap in the face for the guys who worked so hard to earn their PGA Tour cards last year. Well,
1: you're leaving out the the part, I guess, that I don't quite understand. Um, they the, the, there are several players in the field who who work their way onto the tour via Europe and those guys got in but some of these people didn't and i guess the question is how many the the tour underestimated what what you left out is the tour underestimated how many corn ferry players would get in this week uh and so they told them yeah come on over and you know you'll be in and all that well now the question though that i don't understand in reading this is is um how many players uh, did, is the field better because of the um The A on 10 or the A on 5. They have a sponsorship on the whole, you know, move into the top 50, get into signature event thing. Are more guys playing who they didn't expect to play because of uh, incentives on that front? I don't know. but
0: I I think it's guys falling off the uh, – guys, um, the fall series, the nature of the fall series has changed now, hasn't it? So a a lot of guys who might have played in that haven't bothered – uh, so they, they kind of were, they're kind of anxious to get back uh, and back playing. You have and your medical so that,
1: extension players, which all you know, those guys. That's a yep. source. Um, that's a bone of contention, I know. But then look, Chris Kirk. You know he's a he's a recipient of that, and look what he's done with it. So it is a it's an important thing that they do, uh, especially as more players get injured. But uh, I, I yeah, I just think Lawrence, you have to realize that they're. It, all signs suggest that the corn ferry tour is less important to them right now because of the, the need to try to forge a relationship with Europe. And then also their interest in the PGA tour. You, I just sense and whether it's, it's uh, a feeling that that that's a better way to produce tour players or they like, or it's an elitist thing. I don't know, but I, I feel like the corn ferry is going to be needs to get used to being well, what would it be, third or fourth in line? Uh, well, PJ is going to move ahead of it.
0: Well, in that space in the in the in ranking the field, uh, this corn. I think it goes corn ferry. I think there's three items in that. There's corn ferry. There's the five guys from Europe, or the ten guys from Europe, and then there's the Q School guys. Uh, what I don't understand is why the five Europeans have jumped in ahead. Of half the Corn Ferry Tour guys, and uh, uh, according to yeah. Ryan, that's a real bone of contention. Yeah. So the Corn Ferry Tour guys are looking from their own perspective. You can perfectly understand they have no interest in in the European Tour, yep. forging a closer links with uh, with the PGA Tour, because it would never occur to them that they could probably go over and play in Europe, which would be far more fun, far more right. interesting, uh, especially if you are a younger guy. But you are right the Corn Ferry Tour is looks to be uh, let's, how can we put this? Yeah, it's not an immediate. It doesn't appear to be an immediate priority for the people running the PGA Tour. Um, well, because they are they are heavily interested, they're heavily invested in the uh, PGA Tour University as well. You're dead right. They right. are,
1: they are, and whether that's because they're college graduates and they're more attracted to that, or they can just point to guys who are coming out younger guys. Yeah, well, they're into the demographics, of course, and and all that. But I also. I think you can make a strong case that the college golf's produced a lot of tour ready players the last few years. And is that model better for the PGA tour? I, I, I don't know long-term, but right now I kind of, I think it might because we see it in other sports, although that's a mess in every other sport too, at the moment, but it's something to keep an eye on. I think though that you have to <laughs> two Thanks Lawrence. One, uh, this is probably a, a slight mi- mistake in, in, what is a complicated thing and trying to figure out who's going to get in what events, uh, for the tour with everything going on and the kind of making up the rules as they go, uh, mindset. But the other thing, these things have happened before, uh, but now they're coming out because the tour has so few friends in media and with players that people are barking more. And then I think the really, that's right. Real buried lead in all this is that the $500,000 upfront loan, the player assurance program that, that, would probably make those guys who flew over to Hawaii and didn't get in the field, but are getting the $500,000 advance, um, that that hasn't arrived yet. Probably, uh, led to a little more willingness to, to bitch and moan and to be upset about this situation. Had that, had that money been in the account, maybe a few guys would go, ah, you know, what the hell let's go over to Hawaii. It's a shame I didn't get in, but, um, We'll go over to Waikiki Beach and uh, have a mai tai with our. I uh, I,
0: I thought so that was quite that interesting landed in, in the accounts? Well, that's yeah, that is because that is not an insignificant amount of money. No, and and no. yeah, so you have to wonder uh, why that hasn't landed. Um, again, uh, mm. we'll see. Um, the uh, by the way, uh, talking about PJ Two Universe, a quick uh, news note I saw uh, that Mark Blackburn. The famous uh, golf coach, another one uh, who coaches uh, amongst others uh, Max Homa. Um, who else? Who else does Blackburn do? David Riley, he, uh, uh, he's a, new. Isn't that
1: Morikawa too? Uh, no, he's just went to?
0: just uh Mar-calla went there. Anyway, he posted yeah. some videos this week with uh, or last week with uh, Gordon Sargent. So suggests to me that Gordon Sargent's getting ready. He's got his PGA Tour card, Vanderbilt uh, undergraduate. So he will be. I think it looks like he'll be jumping on the PGA Tour. For uh, the summer after he finishes uh, his, I think it's his junior year at Vanderbilt. Another spot lost to the Brave Souls of the, on the Corn Ferry Tour. Actually, mm-hmm. uh, Jeff, uh, quick note: we're not going to talk about it. But I just wonder if these uh, private equity guys, once they get their hands on the, the whole PGA Tour edifice, what will happen to things like the Corn Ferry Tour and the Champions Tour? Uh, if they're trying to release some value, they might um, they might sell off those assets or even shut them down uh I, I don't know if the pga tour makes any money from the champions tour i'm pretty certain it doesn't make any money from the corn Ferry tour so if i'm a private equity guy i'd be looking at that trying to release some value but uh, we'll not uh we'll not go into that uh sony open uh, i'm trying to think of any other any other notes in the sony open uh jeff uh other than the, the P- Absolutely another none. another shambolic episode for the pga tour <laughs> correct yeah uh, but yeah. Yeah, that's a very good point you make they have no friends now in the media they have uh, all the guys who used to be terrified, all these PGA Tour rookies. Can you imagine PGA Tour rookies in the Tim Fincham era bitching oh. to Ryan French oh, at Monday oh, Q? <laughs> it would not happen. No, no, it, it would not. not happen. It would no. it would not happen. Uh, uh, the, but it's uh, also it's
1: it's also uh, outlets that have that I know have have tended to. Under report, let's say uh, unflattering news of the tour are reporting it now, uh, yeah. and that's just uh, even their partner publications and different things, and it's uh, it's just another product of kind of where things have have fallen and and how far they've uh, fallen in terms of their and 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 it's deserved. I mean, they 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 have a they've had a hostile approach to media, hostile approach to people like Monday Q just trying to do some basic coverage, things like that, people like me, all sorts of people. They've so I don't I don't have a whole lot of uh, empathy on on that front.
0: Yeah, I think they ran Ryan French off the premises that uh when he was covering uh, those Monday Q events. He was aggressive. One of the great innovations of golf media over the last 10 years I would have to say. Um the um, Actually, the other um, big story, I guess, uh, Tiger and Nike done after a 25 years, whatever it was, uh, reported a while back, came to pass. I thought, I read some big piece last week about Tiger and Nike and just how close Phil Knight and uh, Tiger were uh, back in the day. I thought, well, that, this was reported six, or six or seven or eight weeks ago and yet nothing's come out and i just wondered if there was a a last minute attempt to because it is an iconic relationship and even if it doesn't work in a financial sense um these you know a corporation like nike you might want to keep that on just as a legacy uh, thing and and just build it through to till, till the end of time but uh, obviously not uh, it's over um sad day jeff isn't it i mean it really is why the more swish on the red shirt and the Sunday.
1: Oh, well, oh, for calm, please. Now, it's sad if he comes out dressed like Club Pro and he's got 85 logos, <laughs> but it's Tiger. He's not going to do that. He, he knows. He, he values how he looks, even the baggy clothes, but he values that he...
0: Well, he, didn't, va- he didn't value the most iconic image in golf, the red, the red shirt on a Sunday with a Nike swoosh. I mean, what that a, is... you mean well, he, did. he, he didn't value... Well, he's, he's given – well, they're both given away. It's he can no still more, wear a
1: red shirt uh, and black pants. He hasn't been wearing Nike shoes for a couple of years now because he, he, they can't make him one somehow. I don't think it's sad. They, they they It was a great run for both of them. His contract was up. They're, they appear to be getting out of golf or winding down their golf business. They're losing a lot of money. It's a cl- classic situation where they're trying to cut costs, and I think golf is – I mean, do you ever see people – The only thing I see of Nike golf that people wear are the tiger logo items. I see very little swoosh uh, in the way of clothing. I see it in shoes more, but if you go down a range, because I do oddly look at that kind of thing, most people are wearing a t-shirt at the ranges I go to, but they're not wearing Nike. I tell you, golf. I tell you what, I did see.
0: I tell you, I did see. Jeff, I was in a big golf superstore the other day, and there was no. The only Nike clothing was all on the sale rack. Yeah, Uh, yeah, I think there was none. Yeah, they're uh, winding down. I man. just wonder. Yeah, the winding down. And, uh, and I did go on. Well,
1: the big brands are just kind of in trouble in terms of clothing because we we know this. You just look at people are more interested in something that's a little, it's got a little different uh, vibe to it. They want the logo to be. I mean, there are still people who dress like they're going out on the tour. Don't get me wrong, and they buy a FootJoy uh, Titleist hat or they they want a logoed shirt. But but you see, yeah, you know, look at the all the influencers selling merchandise you've got more niche brands that are doing incredible stuff and and doing different things with the logos more understated whatever you want to uh however you want to look at it i just don't see that kind of mass production type clothing being of much interest and into uh, what is i think a little more sophisticated golf audience these days and i mean yeah, peter millar and johnny o i mean I, I don't, i won't i don't think calling them niche brands is fair but but they're close to being niche compared to a nike or adidas so and adidas yeah. dropped uh or they ended their thing with shaffley as well i don't know if that's just because they they moved over to oberg I, been, don't, I don't oh, know yeah. but um anyway i i don't think it's a sad day no i i i I think we will live uh tiger will look very he'll whatever he chooses to wear it'll look very similar it just won't have the swoosh on it and uh hey i just finally watched air so you know i know that from that uh film that phil knight didn't want to sign michael jordan until the very end uh, assuming that was i'm assuming that was for dramatic effect that didn't seem like the phil knight kind of thing to do but
0: the um the great film yeah night uh, yeah, it is. Uh, Nike uh, apparently are struggling in the in their core market, which is running. Uh, yeah, uh, actually, yeah, yeah. I just bought a new pair of Nike trail shoes, so uh, oh, well. I'm still uh, I'm still loyal. Tiger Tiger might have dumped them, but I'm still loyal. The um the uh, Tiger's going to go to TaylorMade, is that right? Is started uh, that's what uh,
1: the I believe the No Laying Up guys didn't they? Uh, they first reported this. I, no the, I think there's been an in, in, implication that TaylorMade is is going to have some some options for the players who uh, would like to move to their whatever it is. I don't know what that is, but.
0: um, Wouldn't it be great if Tiger trapped up one day at the, at the, at a PG tour event wearing B-Draddy or something like that? That would be. I don't have
1: high hopes that he'll, uh, no, he like Michael Jordan. uh, He has many, many talents and, and is a genius in many ways, but uh, style is not one of them. (laughs)
0: <laughs> right okay the uh actually if he uh, if left to his
1: own uh devices uh he'd come out with a you know some really heinous stuff i'm afraid but
0: the uh the other one interesting one rory's a nike athlete i don't know how many years is left in his contract but presumably yeah. they'll let that wind out as well um now he would be uh, here's some free advice uh um, oh, for Rory, just what he needs investing well he should he should buy B B drivey that Would be uh perfect that would fit into his I
1: really got a be dratty thing here. Oh, I do, it's yeah.
0: really good stuff. We've got oh, some good. stuff in our, our local golf course. Uh, uh, yeah, they're really uh, and I say that they, they are, aren't. yeah, they're great, and it would be great to give a small company a big boost. And uh, they see we were doing things the right way, and I, they want to do this, you know, good style. Yeah, so I think I think uh, Malbon would not be a good choice for Tiger
1: after their, oh, de- their debut last week. <laughs> that was, uh, I mean, again, <laughs> I, I, I don't know,
0: Jeff. Well, again, maybe I, I thought about this a lot because um, people have been speaking about it. Good for Melbourne. They've got a lot of uh, coverage over the last week, more than they've ever had before. And Jason Day isn't exactly a central talking point in the golf concert conversation. But um, certainly, but it looks to me that it looks like, remember the classic uh, Fred Couples and Ashworth, the huge sleeves, the big flapping yeah. sleeves. and the, Oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, it's a long way away from uh, current styles, but maybe that, that's what the kids want. But again, the kids aren't watching Jason Day on the PGA Tour, so no. I, I don't. I really don't get it. It um, doesn't make much sense. Um, anyway, speaking of Rory, he is in Dubai this week for something called the Dubai Invitational. That's a it's a new uh, DP World European Tour event. new DP World Tour event. Um, There's a report, in, I think I don't think it was a press conference, but he spoke. To, a bunch of reporters there. Uh, Today, um, Tuesday, in Dubai, he um, he basically showed up. He's doing it as a favour for the guy who's running the event. I I don't have the guy's name in front of me. Um, But it's a limited field. Um, Quite a lot of uh, interesting stuff. Uh, Rory's talking to the press this morning. He was saying that... um, that he kind of gave a, a bit away about, I think, reading between the lines, of why he left the PG, PGA Tour Policy Board, uh, floated his idea for what the future of golf should look like. Essentially, it's a bit like what we were talking about, Jeff, over the last, you, you know, I'm not saying that Rory stole our idea, and um, of course he didn't. Um, but his vision for what the, what the world of golf should look like in, in the years ahead was essentially a, a, an 18 event world tour. Uh, centred around the uh, national championship, the national opens, Australian Open, South African Open, um, et etc. et cetera. Uh, 18 events, uh, as I say on these, um, uh, fashioned after Formula One. You add the four majors, that's 22 events a year for the top 70 to 100 guys, whatever the number is. And then you tack on... St- some version or again he spoke about it in his um podcast last week with, with uh, gary nebel and roy Keane. Uh, uh stick to the football he um saw envisioned something like a indian premier league cricket uh, uh eight events of whatever format uh, the sponsors choose I, I guess that would be live we could call that rory really didn't but i guess we called it last week i think we called it the aramco series um, so eight events, maybe fashioned after the team events. He said that he would actually that would appeal to him. He would probably get involved in that. So there you have it: uh, 22, 30 event, a thirty-event season sounds like a pretty good idea. Actually, Rory's—he uh, didn't want. Uh, he he mentioned that um, four events in the spring and four events in the fall. I don't think that's a very good idea because how do you how do you um, have continuity, or do you run yeah. two separate events? Do you have yeah that that's the thing? Is four events enough to? I guess the PG tour thinks that three events is enough for the FedEx series is four events enough to capture the imagination. Then you go to the proper golf and then you come back again at the end of the year. I'm not sure that would work from yeah. a, from a, from a Saudi perspective or a response perspective, but it uh, sounds eminently sensible. I, again, the other thing, Jeff, um, I want to ask you this. He spoke um, about the importance of the actual golf courses. Yeah. He's particularly in reference to Australia, the Australian open, um, again we mentioned it before he's got, he went down there, he won the, the Aussie Open at uh, Royal Sydney, not a great golf course uh, although I think Gil has redone it since then um, so um, the golf courses Jeff are uh, really, really, really important and you know, if you want to present a new world of golf if you like um, Rory suggesting that the golf courses themselves would, would be very, very important in that new formula what do you think he's talking about?
1: Uh, well, kind of what I've, uh, been writing about for years and, and we're, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, is why we're into this distance conversation so much because, uh, I just don't think there's any doubt that a great golf course is important, whether it produces a great tournament. We do is, is you don't know, but it's part of the hype, the buildup, the excitement, uh, you know, do, do it's like, do you want to see a band and you, you, you know, Royal Albert Hall or the Hollywood Bowl, or do you want to see them at a festival out in some cornfield uh, that, that's been mown down? And, and I get that festivals work too. Don't yeah. But when somebody's playing at a venue with, uh, with some cachet, it, it, it just changes the gravitas of what they're doing. So of course you need to try. And I think that's where live's really going to struggle. They just continue to, to, to show signs of not valuing the importance of the, 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 I don't even want to say architecture because it it's more it's just everything. You mentioned Royal Sydney. Yeah, no, it's a it, it's an architectural mess, but the location, the history there, it has that backstory to it and that aura that that makes you feel like they're somewhere special. So of course the venue is Uh, hugely important and it's another reason why when they put all this money into purses it's one more thing that well we don't have as much money to pay a a course what they really deserve for us using their their likeness and making a mess of their property so he he's he's on to something i have a feeling that though that i can't imagine it uh i'm sure he had supporters on the policy board with with that notion don't get me wrong tiger values i mean look where he plays he's he's not going to turn up at somewhere crappy but uh uh I I th- I think it should be a huge part of the equation it's why the majors are um standing out even more
0: the um yeah I was thinking about the asia Pacific this year at Royal Melbourne yeah you know the uh and just the, the chat and people were really excited to see the golf course to see it on TV it would be great it really did say that the 18 events on this world tour would 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 not I can't remember the exact wording, but it would have some emphasis on on the United States as a central part of that. So if you have well, of course, 18 yeah. events, you would you would maybe have eight around the world and, and ten in the US. Uh great I yeah. Give me your 10 uh, ten ten events in the United States, and uh, part of a world tour. Or give me the ten courses, Jeff. What are we playing?
1: Well, at least I well, get to two of them with Riviera and Pebble Beach on the West Coast. Yeah. And of course yeah. we get to Augusta with with the uh uh, well the that's, masters. that's a
0: regular yeah so we're we're looking at riv oh god you're actually pebble. writing this down i oh, am already. yeah
1: oh, um, well
0: now okay you have to ask, so uh you gotta go to Seminole, haven't you in florida the florida oh, so that no, um, was
1: my question is are we are we doing this in a scenario where they actually have equipment that's not juiced and they can actually play the course as it's supposed well, to i mean kapalua i would put on that list because it takes you to hawaii and and when it's playing firm and fast and the ball's not going too far, it's really an interesting course on TV.
0: The uh, it's a great point, Jeff. Another reason why the equipment has to be taken care of. You know, has something has yeah. to be done if you want a future, you know, a, a future professional golf that, that focuses heavily on the golf courses. Then you're going to have to do something about the equipment. Um, yeah, and we've got we've got four of it. We've got four venues out of uh, ten. Uh, well, the, I the, the yeah, I, wasn't I could
1: go through uh, give you a list of ones that they. It would be cool if they could play and just a you no know, yeah whatever scenario any scenario that I'm sure they couldn't get on. And then there are the ones that could f- host a tournament and the modern game and all that. That's a very small list, as you know now.
0: Uh, well, but let's let's leave all that to one side, right?
1: And uh, markets, me- right? You got to go to different markets, and that's well, yes, well, yes, you it you would be go, wonderful you if they could pay. play Seminole. You're going to Pine to Valley? Go to Pine well, Valley. Like, no, yeah, you can't have a tournament at Pine Valley. Oh, I know. Now, now, what I would say is one of the things that would be fun. Well, you want energy and you want people, and nobody can walk around Pine Valley. It's it, they can't do it. Have you been there? I have never been I, to Pine Valley. Yeah, you can't. You can't. Well, you can't spectate there. But okay. I do think it would be fun in this scenario that you do go to abandoned dunes or you do go to some place off the beaten track. And somehow make it work. There's a, there's a story behind that. Uh, if it's a limited field and, and all that, I don't think Sandhills would work. There's literally nothing close to it. But you have to have some hotel rooms within a half hour. But there are places that I think it would be really interesting to see them go somewhere exotic in Scotland and, you know, go to Macrahanish or, or wherever. I don't, I don't know what it is, but, 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 but like you, there's a whole story behind the ferry ride to the course and the, yeah. the guy staying
0: yeah. there, that kind of thing. Well, I'm not, we're not having a, we're not having a, uh, uh, World golf you tour playing at Macrahanish. Yeah, but Macrahanish, Well, I, I do not want to see somebody drive the first green with a two okay, iron. Ma- I, okay, Ma- Ma- Mac.
1: Dunes. How's that? The other, the other, oh, the, the no, full length course. Definitely not. No Dean to play kid golf <laughs> courses on this tour. Uh, All right. The, the point this, is, right, so... the point is, going somewhere unusual, uh places that people haven't seen as much, can be obviously high risk, as we saw with L.A. Country Club this year. You don't know how it's going to play and then um but it but that risk is worth it because it it makes people and and in an era where there are fewer and fewer stars it's another reason to turn in tune in to see uh something different uh the problem though as you know is they don't do a there's no surrounding coverage of any of this anymore this year with Maui on Kapalua and the broadcast they obviously did a lot because of the efforts to try to to raise some money and awareness and and get tourists coming back and all that stuff. That was great. They only did that because of of the natural disaster. But for the most part, the broadcasts live, I will say that is one thing live did on its broadcasts is they had a, they'd have a Faraday commentary. They did some features where they took players out into the, you know, and had some local food so they tried to do some of those things that I do think you have to do. The, the the tour has to stop trying to gear its coverage to either gambling and and showing as many shots as possible, or to uh, to to this kind of uh, uh, vision that uh, gear is geared towards uh, bros. Uh, you, you you need to have a lot of different age groups and and people watching to grow it and to get bigger. And they're just going the other direction. I think they're just making their audience smaller with that stuff that's why i feel like that we should be using streaming feeds for show every shot featured groups and the main broadcast should be more of a produced tighter uh show uh, and less about just shot after shot after shot commercial commercial commercial, you know that kind of thing but that's a Um, i realize i'm in the minority on that the
0: uh just speaking to what your your outline you're talking about there, The uh, I think the Sandbelt Invitation last year was sponsored in part by the, the Victoria State Government. And part of the deal was around the digital right. package that was sent out. There were there was some great features on right. life in Melbourne. Uh, I remember Clay taking Elvis Smiley out and uh, there's a film about dining in Melbourne and, and whatever, it's all that kind of stuff. Uh, what you're describing there, Jeff, is essentially the master's package, isn't it? I mean, the master's coverage of... The, their, their own coverage of their own tournament is is the template for 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 any future great coverage of golf. It really is. Well, when you have the tighter broadcast I mean, TV package, but the whole streaming package is yes. fantastic.
1: It is, it but really they don't is. do any they don't do anything on the shows like I just discussed for the occasional yeah. travel feature. But yes, it's it's. But I'm shots talking about the, the coverage the tight. Yeah. Actually,
0: there but, was a yes. bit of that on the PG Tour app this week, and um, uh, you could you could see some videos of shots. If you if you were on the app, I saw I saw that saw a video of, that. So that of what do you mean? Of, of shots of oh, guys. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Oh no, no, that, that a great in the way. Yeah, that's fantastic. But um, um, I just I I think they have to really rethink how they they. The, the, it's not going to happen because this is now a player run tour, and the players think that. Mimi saw it in Rory's comments in the in the uh, football interview. Where yeah, he even buys into this idea that the sponsors have to see the top fifty and they have to get stars. And and I I, I understand that thinking, but I I, I think they're over inflating the importance of the top fifty players being there as a narrative going in. I I, I most people they'll turn on the broadcast, they don't know who's if it's a exactly. good close tournament and there's a you know, and maybe a fun story that's something that, that's a, an upstart um it's it's good it's a good product and so nobody's worth the extra money that the sponsors are, are are asking tiger is but nobody else draws the numbers so why not put that money into uh you know a better build out on site good fan energy uh you know marketing all that stuff is uh they're just going to keep chipping away at to give more money to the players, and we know it's 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 a very uh, problematic.
0: And you, there's not road. a world in which you're going to re- you're there's not a world in which you can reduce um, prize money. Now, uh, you know, are the players going to accept right. you know a fifty percent cut in their prize money so we can make a, a more interesting tournament, uh, make more interesting build out, more interesting fan experience? So the players aren't going to subsidize that. That that's well, gone now.
1: I think a great one will be to watch, uh, I mean, I don't, I never went to the Wells Fargo, but, uh, I went to the Dell match play and I I've obviously been to every tournament at Riviera since I was a child. Uh, and, and you look at what Genesis has done and there, I think a sponsor to really watch, um, because Dell tried to put money into the build out. They did a beautiful job. They built that into a kind of a community event, um, I don't know, maybe it ran its course in other ways, but uh, you look at what Genesis has done here and at the Scottish Open, and they are that dream sponsor in that, uh, yes, they want good players, they want a great course, but they also want the fan experience to be special. Because they're trying to make you say, "Hey, if you, if you look at our car, it's a special car because we treated you in a special way here." The look of it, the the build out of the uh, the, the corporate stuff, uh, the attention to detail on that, and that's that takes money, and it's important to them. Uh, but if they have to just keep, if they have to start cutting at that to uh, to to fund uh, the purse uh, more, I I just think you're in big trouble when sponsors like that go. Yeah. Sorry. The, 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 the concept worked for us and now it doesn't work for us.
0: <laughs> yeah. The, uh, anyway, we're a long way from our 10 courses. Yeah. Uh, we, we've only got a four event tour, Jeff, you and I, uh, I will revs, ponder
1: with the national open concept and look around the world and I'll give you some better courses that I, I just gave you the U S for the U S. And I, we're very limited here on who can host a tournament. That's good architecture and, and location and space and all that stuff.
0: Well, I, I'm, very and limited. I'm seeing if you did something about equipment, you wouldn't, it wouldn't be so hard for you to come up with a, Correct. With Correct. a, yeah. a, list, a list of venues here. i um, speaking of Rory and uh, stick to football podcast last week. Just a very quick note. And uh, there was a couple of reactions that really stuck in my craw. Phil Mickelson, um, c- c- you know, thanks Rory. You know, we've all got to come together. The most, the guy who was the most aggressively, um, you know, anti PGA Tour, uh, pro live, you know, a real propagandist for the whole thing, uh, and all of a sudden he's uh, you know, we've got to all come together. You know, Rory came up with a me a couple. I'm waiting for Phil because I guess we'll never get one uh, for his conduct, his behavior, his language. Um, And the other one was, you know, Greg Norman. You know, good to see Rory falling on his sword. I didn't think he fell on his sword. Did you? Did you, Jeff? I didn't. I didn't think Greg listened to it. Uh, He was he was conciliatory in some
1: ways, but he also essentially equated it to the 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 cricket equivalent of of sort of a a novelty side act to the big time whatever the big time tour is so i hardly called that a falling on his his sword and he just discussed meeting with yasir and his vision he shared what his vision is that he told Rory, but Rory didn't go, and I think it's amazing. Uh, So he just said, "Yeah, he really believes his team golf is something." And it was—it's a very good interview, and there was a lot on golf. I was—I had—I was shocked how long they talked golf on it. It was—it was—it was, it was actually very a bit, enjoyable. It was a very
0: good. It was very good choice of forum. That's a, those guys are huge. Mm-hmm. You know, people in the UK listen to this, but Gary Neville, Roy Keane, Ian Wright are hugely popular figures in 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 the UK. Uh, really big stars uh, in their day when they were playing soccer. That's a really the overlaps of a really popular um, digital show. Actually, really good stuff. Gary Neville does a great job. It was a really good choice of forum because they they knew enough to ask questions, but they didn't know you know they didn't know enough to right. really delve into it, which really suited Rory and gave him a chance to say what he wanted to say. Uh, really good stuff. Um, the um, the other quick note before we shut this down, Jeff, I saw Patrick Reed uh, lost all his court cases. <laughs> uh, these court cases dismissed. What a you know, what's the lawyers? Larry, is it Larry Crugman? Yeah, Clayman. Uh, Clayman yeah. yeah. Uh, Larry Krugman was in, uh, he was in the old couple. Um the uh, um, Jack, Jack, <laughs> Jack Krugman, okay. Yeah, uh, Krugman uh, for those who uh forgotten as a, one of these kind of Trump maniac, oh, lawyers, I naturally, mean. claiming, yeah, Krugman claiming. Uh, yeah. obviously, a g- g- bad fellow with Patrick Reed. Uh, the case was dismissed last week. Quite a damning, uh, very fun uh, ruling from the judge, frivolous, a uh, lawsuit. All costs go to. Uh, the uh to the other side which uh, includes some of our pals uh Damon hack um I meant to ask actually I must ask Damon or or uh, or Eamon Lynch uh how much they're getting I don't know uh costs and I, I don't know where it goes from there but I mean what a what a fiasco and of course uh, uh, Larry is saying that they're the he's going to appeal yeah so easy for him to see if he's using Patrick Reed's money but I'm not sure Patrick Reed might be stupid but is he really um stupid that he would further finance uh, Larry's quixotic um, um, uh, uh, attempt to bring down the Gulf media establishment yeah it'll be interesting to see how long he drags us
1: out because it was it was a brutal decision and having to reimburse the legal fees that's going to be a big bill that will I, I don't think I haven't sensed Patrick's paying Larry Klayman in this process But uh, now uh, he's going to have to fork out some actual money, and uh, the judge just nailed it. It was an attempt to uh, discourage uh, free speech. And, of course, we know it was just – I mean, they were picking on some ridiculously uh, embarrassing things that uh, are part of being a commentator. And so, yeah, Doug Ferguson, Shane Ryan, there were all sorts of people. I forgot how many people kept getting added to this debacle, so uh, (laughs) – <laughs> I would hope it eventually it'll go away. I mean, he he's kind of going away. Uh, he's disappeared in the live world, and uh, it's just such an odd existence. Uh, he's such a talented guy, and and this whole kind of constant drama and and anger and and all that, and uh, the crashed Porsche, and just on and on we go. It's it's uh, strange strange clan and uh they are not missed on the on at least on the pga tour and now he's uh he only has master status i believe uh in the major championships so he's gonna have to earn his way into the the other majors uh somehow
0: the uh yeah i'm not even sure how reed's doing on uh on live golf or how he did on live golf last year no nobody cares yeah um, no nobody cares okay we will uh, leave it that jeff um so you've got your homework for next week jeff yeah. i want uh, 18 no. venues i think it's a fun exercise to kind yeah, of think really, about yeah. this
1: because i i do love that rory keeps nailing this uh, point home on the national opens i think that's really fascinating that that uh was something that he was willing to stand up for and said goodbye to but it makes sense
0: um yeah yeah That'd be good stuff. Uh, actually, that, you know, so we want 18, we want eight, eight, eight uh, courses around the world and t- 10 in the US. And obviously we've got the four majors to one side. Yeah. And that's, a, that's a serious job. And I'll take care of the, uh, the eight hit and giggle IPL uh, events. I'll find eight courses for that. For yeah, you do that. You do that. <laughs> you do that. Okay, uh, Jeff, uh, good to talk. Jeff Shackelford, uh, author of the Quadrilateral uh, newsletter on Substack. Subscribe soon. And while you're at it, get a copy of Keller Magazine. KellerMagazine.com. Jeff, I will talk to you soon, pal. Okay. All right. Thanks,
1: Lawrence.